0: The Brett Easton Ellis Podcast. Hi, this is Jed Apatow. Hear my conversation with Brett Easton Ellis on podcast1.com. My work, that is all I am trying to do is show people just trying to get through it, trying to make it work as well as they can, and that life is an obstacle. There's always something happening, and so I'm always rooting for people. The Brett Easton Ellis Podcast. New episodes now at one.com. That's PodcastONE.com. Yeah, download the show from PodcastOne.com podcast1.com
1: If you can't be there for the holidays then send flowers. They're the best gift ever. They're simple, they're classy, they're beautiful. Send 100 blooms of Christmas palms from Proflowers. Go to proflowers.com, click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in ask. That's proflowers.com, click on the microphone and type in ask.
0: The following program is a podcast1.com production podcastone.com presents the ask women podcast Uh a place where two comics and a professional wing girl get together to dissect the female mind you don't know how i feel and explain it to men in terms they can actually understand booze now here's the lovely ladies of ask women
2: hey everyone welcome to the ask women podcast where you get real advice straight from the source I'm Kristen Carney, one of your co hosts, along with, of course, Marnie Kenriss, the best selling author and relationship And relationship. Relationship. Relation She's home? a relushion slush. <laughs> She's so
3: relushion right now.
2: And <laughs> Mo is the. I know, my boobs are massive right God. now. They are looking it very is this large. shirt. And your shirt is not like a shirt that would emphasize breasts, so that's showing how big yeah, they how much, actually how bigger look. Yeah, they are. I know,
1: they're massive. Yeah. I and
2: love I know, boobs. I cover them up usually. I think well, boobs. Well, the other thing we should cover up is Mo who's with us also today. <laughs> hey. Of course. Hey, it's hey. Mo. So you guys, before we get to anything else, I want to talk to you about the fact that I just ordered flowers on proflowers.com for my grandmother for Christmas. I have made the mistakes in the past because my grandmother lives in Utah. I clearly do not thank God and like i've ordered them maybe like the day before and i never get really what i want this is the time this is your last window to order anything online for flowers if someone lives far away from you this is the way in to their heart i always order my grandma uh, flowers every year this year i got roses on pro flowers they were super affordable for roses because roses are always really expensive i got a striped candy cane vase was like twenty nine ninety nine and like $5 for the vase. If you buy roses anywhere, they're always way more expensive than that. And I also feel really awesome about what I did because she will get her flowers on Christmas Eve. I look really good. My brother and sister are going to look really bad. So I suggest doing that because that's definitely a way to get a gift for somebody that you can't really be next to. Do what I did. Go to proflowers.com and there's a little microphone up in the top. Click that and then type in ask. And then it will bring you and say like, hey, ask women listener. And then you'll get to feel really proud while you're shopping go to their website and do that. The little microphone must do it soon because the order expires midnight on Friday. So do your shopping last minute, 1159, be a real man, but do it before midnight on Friday. Go to proflowers.com. Look for the little microphone button at the top right hand side of the page and then click that. And all you have to do is type and ask. It's not like you do a dash ask anything code they just literally say like what's your password ask and you can also do it by calling 1-800-PRO-FLOWERS and then mention ask to them on the phone super easy
3: by the way i will say that you know you're going to get a professional experience with pro flowers because it's in the name
2: it's not amateur flowers you know i don't want to mention a competitor but i had a horrible experience with a very well-known competitor twice i ordered flowers for a birthday for my grandmother's birthday she's probably like all right i get it flowers like think of something else twice for her birthday they didn't deliver they called me and said we are out of those flowers and this was from a competitor and i've never had that happen on pro flowers it's not gonna
4: happen with Pro no. Flowers.
2: i always trust pro flowers so pro flowers pro flowers pro flowers pro flowers promo code ask i feel like little re- we uh, the magic of podcasting is that we have recorded some episodes no don't give away Our should i secret. give it away don't give i was gonna away. say that too like I should feel, we tell yeah i feel like you know it's I a think little we've um, been busted though I'm, of sure. Course, because, I'm sure we fucked up. Yeah, because it's hard to... Speak currently about something that's like not actually happening or like yeah. saying like last week for something that's supposed to be happening four weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. So, yes, now we're busted. We've pre recorded Sorry, I had sometimes. to bust it because I feel a little bit rusty. Yeah. Well, because we all I go away. Ha- we have a life. Since we haven't taped in a couple weeks, I have not had one conversation.
4: So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel really yet. weird. <laughs> I know.
2: You no. get, like, it's a good thing. We were actually on, a, I'm going to
1: say this wrong, Brandy Glanville. Yes. The ha- okay, not Brandy Melville, Brandy Lovell. Well, we love the
2: store, Brandy, right, Brandy exactly. Melville. So although like their it.
1: staff is horrible.
2: They're the worst staff. But I yeah, actually went out so to help the other day <gasps> because I was like, Are people commenting on how horrible their staff is? Are they? And they are. Yeah. They I, I'm should.
4: not
1: because
2: I'm not one of those people,
1: but I, I actually well, am. But I, I asked them,
2: Is this your thing? Like,
1: to be it, snotty.
4: Like, I, it's yeah. a thing. It's and, their brand. And
1: they were like, What? Yeah. I'm like, Oh no. Are you being serious? Because yes. I have an armful of stuff
2: and I've asked you five times where something is and you, you, you don't answer. You I literally walk by me. I love that you said that. It's because they're all like 16 to 18 years old yes, and they, they have no concept of how much the world is actually like going to be against them eventually <laughs> yeah. when they're like older and not having the ability to wear cropped shirts anymore. exactly so they're living clothing? blissfully right now. it's a clothing
1: store yeah <laughs> that we're obviously very bitter against but we were on <laughs> Bla- Brandy Glanville's show okay. before coming in here so Chris and, yeah, so and I are warmed up but we actually were talking to her about cheating and we didn't go that much into it because we were only on for about 15 minutes um, but we're going to have her on her show, on our show, to talk more about cheating because I think that's an interesting topic
2: about well, being cheated I, on and cheating on others. Well, Sheating for everyone is a who's great not great
3: topic to talk about. For everyone actually. though
2: who's not aware, she. I mean, we can say this obviously when she comes back, but she was. In a very infamous cheating scenario, yeah, with um, Eddie Sibryan and, and Leanne, Leanne Rhimes. Yes, mm-hmm. where they, yeah, she
1: was married as well, and they were going behind her back. I More think, like,
2: like Leanne crimes. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, yeah. Have, yeah. He, I have, yeah two weeks off.
1: Two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I'll get
2: there.
3: I think it's okay for guys to cheat on women, and let me tell you why. <laughs> and I'm just gonna say it right off the bat, okay? Because all right, we
2: should it. have like a like a like a buzzer. Yes. It's like the gong show with with Mo. Yeah. Like, everything he says is going to be gonged. Well,
3: yeah. look, you can buzz me on this, but look, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, a guy cheats on a girl not because he doesn't love the woman he's with. It's just because he wants to it's get because
2: his he rocks he has friends off. like you that just teach him like things that are so wrong in life that well, like bros... <laughs> you have like the bro code but, but, Yeah, But listen... Yeah.
1: But you, he gets off the show and he's a pussy. Come yeah, on. He totally, no, he loves you don't know me. It's all man. the things he wants but he would never ever do. But
3: listen, but that is true as well though. When we are around our bros, right? And then there's the one girl that the whole group wants to bang that will force us a man to cheat on his girl because he's it just becomes a competitive right, nature it's a winning between thing. your boys.
2: Exactly. Totally, totally makes sense in this but, logical world. But, that but we look, live when in. a yes. girl, it's like yeah.
3: sports. And we've gotten into this argument before. I think when a girl cheats on a guy, there's an emotional uh, investment in this guy that she's cheating with. Whereas a guy, I can see a girl not
1: like saw, with Eddie Cibrian and Leanne Ryan. Right. Well, well yeah, that's with her. different. How well, was it different?
3: I walked in with Brand. I walked in and I saw Brandy here. She was hot. I would have went and had sex with her in the bathroom. That's because and- she had. No no
1: bra on, her right nipples now out. was I that know. do you like her face or do you like her nipples
3: you know everything about her I liked and I would have had sex like, in the bathroom have a right now
1: exactly that's the thing you would want to have sex with her I don't think you would cheat no. Exactly. That's the whole thing. So you wait, wait, hold on. You just on. said
2: I would, I would have cheated with her.
3: I'm saying in my mind, I could have had sex with her right now and justified it completely to where I could. And have I love went the fact that his, my that mind woman.
2: that that Mo's mind is like hidden behind this like beautifully <laughs> shined scalp right now. Like that's where all we, this magic is happening. I like can we can literally see that. what's happening though, like through your. <laughs> the head. shine starts moving around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Like he's thinking he with can't. his like like a man part of the brain over here. <laughs> yeah. Like lights up suddenly. Yeah. Well, as soon as he gets I the hard on or something?
3: I think cheating's okay sometimes. Wait,
1: wait, wait okay. <laughs> cheating's okay sometimes.
3: For men only, though. No, women are I think, exclusive. Mo, but you
1: would be okay if you cheated.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think I'd find a I'd it justify okay a way. If it okay
1: with your girlfriend. Mo is just no, saying no, this no. to get more Twitter followers right Seriously. now. But no, wait, no, no, no. Women okay.
3: don't think the way we think.
1: But, but explain more, that it's okay, that you would be okay to cheat.
3: Because, look, for me, it's just living out my evolutionary purpose which is just to blow some load on as many gazelle as possible
1: well we're going to talk to david boos about this actually because yeah. he's coming on to our show for the for the second half of the show and he wrote the book the evolution of desire, uh, desire which i've been talking about for a long time and saying "Oh, i'm going to talk about it but then i never do because i was i've been waiting to get him on the phone because he can actually explain it way better but he does talk about Cheating and the evolutionary and biological reasonings behind cheating. And I wonder if he would agree that it would be okay for men to cheat. You know what? To blow their load on many gazelles.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> as, as, like, they medically put it. <laughs> yeah, it's the medical terminology. But I do want to say, um, to say. it's ha- happy birthday to Marnie, which Yay! I show back. it at the
4: beginning. I'm older.
2: That's okay. It's not
1: fine. I'm younger you're past. Twenty-five. I yes, thought you is. were twenty-three. I mean, I am. I go backwards, so I if know.
3: you dressed up as a hot school girl, you'd so look. Am I not me. dressed up as
2: a hot school girl? I'm right just now? saying, like, like I'm I having
3: am. a hot school girl. I, know, I got like a tight top on like oh, leggings. Yeah.
2: I'm having way too this much. sexies. Right I've now. ever been on this. this show. too much Mo. <laughs> <laughs> two <laughs> weeks. Two weeks, oh. not enough. I would cheat on Mo. You know, it's like you'd have, it's like I would <laughs> cheat on I would cheat on a guy that has no soul. Yeah. So it would definitely be, Mo, but not your but, own boyfriend. But like, yeah, my own boyfriend, who's like very loving and warm, who's like a real human being.
3: Wait a minute! <laughs> I am loving and warm and human. I'm just real. I'm just you giving are, it to you. The thing is, you real. are
1: being real yeah. every single time that that I think about this topic. I always think about Mike and Holly, who were on our show, uh-huh. and and like the open world that they live in. Every time it, before I go to sleep, I
2: think about Mike and Holly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
1: But like. Okay, I I keep talking about this open community, the sexy lifestyle. So with, weird. With, it, it's not so weird. It's so weird it's because it's like a cult. But we still have to go to the party with them. I can't go. I decided. No, we have to but go. But to go see these things, like once you're in it, it's not as grand
2: of an idea and it's like real. Yeah, because it, you just see like sweat and hair and balls and it's disgusting. <laughs> what do you, you think are... happens at these events? Just sweat and hair and balls. Co- good conversation.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Having a good conversation. Yeah. Nice jazz. Um, nice I honestly jazz feel like I would have amazing conversations with people there. It wouldn't all be about sex. It's just like this open community.
2: It's yeah. like free. Yeah. Yeah, I would just Which like sleep awesome. with a guy just to talk about politics <laughs> yeah. like while we're doing it I think I would
3: <laughs> I would end up disappearing in rooms would with you people i i i'm gonna go would. to this
1: event with Mo. i think because i i want to see i want my yeah. husband to come with me we talked about it i, I just used him into it
3: really and he's cool with it just
1: going i am not like okay, okay a we'll go
3: into a big bedroom too right yeah, yeah oh so he'd get hit on a chicks lot. Would you yeah be chicks are gonna be down for that yeah i know
1: that might be like a re-sparker for now
3: us. let me ask you would you be okay watching him have sex with another girl
1: in my mind, I think no. Yeah. But I no don't then. know. I the thing is, I don't know because I'm thinking again of grand ideas. Do I want my husband to like be doing stuff to another woman? No. But would I actually find it sexy in reality if I was there and also doing something to her? Maybe I. W- I have absolutely no idea. I think because we're so afraid of these things and what it could p- potentially do to yeah. us, that we stay away from them. So I, I, I don't know. That's the answer. Is I don't I don't know. But I think it's a part of our human nature. Like just as you were saying before, it's part of your biological calling to – what was it? Jizz on as many giz- Giselles as possible? Is that what it is? Giselles or like Giselle? Okay. The model or <laughs> the horse? I Almost mean.
3: say jizz on a, no. <laughs> on a Giselle.
1: That's what I thought he said, Giselles. Anyway, but like because it, it might it might be a, a a part of who we are, but because of the way that the world works now – we don't do those things like even on brandy's show we were talking about like these men that she hangs out with who are her friends who date every night new women they're 50 years old they say that they want relationships but they keep going online and finding all of these women and i was like well maybe they like it it's kind of nice to have all these options and have fun and have good experiences. Yeah, I It just doesn't
2: seem it just doesn't seem genuine. Like you have back in the day in the 50s, 60s, 70s whenever, you didn't have all this technology and it was like you saw someone and you might have connected to them and you spoke to them and you became you might have had love at first sight kind of thing. That like doesn't exist anymore cuz people aren't yeah. open to it. They're like I'm just going to go online and focus on the computer and it's just mm, lacking a heart, you know. I hear I, – I get what you're saying, but I also
1: think uh, – see, that's the – I think that people still do have those experiences online but they have it sometimes with a fictional person or yeah, I don't kind of know sad. but I don't know because there is there's some an, wonderful things that happen online
2: as yeah, well there's a new uh, movie coming out that touches upon kind of it's a movie with Joaquin Phoenix I forgot the oh, name oh yeah he yeah. never yeah. meets I think it's her right she. or something? she's a computer it's called
3: she huh. she it's yeah. really good That's it, not it cool. looks really good
2: yeah she basically is like I don't know a computer system that helps him schedule his life and she becomes her. the voice is done by Scarlett Johansson oh yeah But it's interesting because you see how connected he is to that because, like, he doesn't have to worry and, and, you know, he's vulnerable because, like, he's open to, you know, the less pressure of it or something. And he's he's a nervous person. He's awkward. He's uncomfortable. And he's comfortable with that.
3: It's like this. It's Hmm. this computer that's like a glorified uh, Surrey from Apple. And he's a very lonely person, living a very lonely life by himself. Yeah, still very handsome. Experiencing these things on a very lonely level, and then when Surrey comes in his life, or this she, <laughs> I'm gonna call her Suri. Yeah, then Suri he too. starts seeing the beauty Tom in life, Puget's having daughter. that companionship.
2: That's really nice. But it's but it's sad and like you know yeah. depressing because it's a computer. You know, so computer. you actually see how deeply lonely he actually is. But I, I mean, I haven't seen the movie yet. This is all. No, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh, no. oh, it's called her, her, not oh, her. she. Okay, oh, thank her. you. We knew I, was like, it I can't was read so, what you're saying. Oh, my God. It she, it was her. He, she, it, her. It was oh, called
3: God. he, she, and it started <laughs> transvestite. In
2: Moses'
1: version. <laughs> my eyes are so bad, I literally couldn't see what he wrote. It's okay. That was pencil, right? <laughs> it was massive. I know. I have the worst eyes Don't ever. Don't worry.
3: Your boobs work fine.
1: I know. That's all that matters. These eyes are all that matters, right? And they're, <laughs> they're crossing. at you. They're crossing. Exactly. <laughs> you roll. know what? Okay, I do have – it's very embarrassing – I get very nippy when I'm at the gym. (laughs) And my sports bras don't
2: have padding. I get nippy too. And I have no boobs. I have to wear two sports bras to the gym, not for the support, but for the nipple coverage. See,
1: see, I should start doing that. Mm -hmm. But because my boobs are so big, when it goes into my sports bra, sometimes they get off angle. Right. And so so I don't realize it until I'm like, you know, doing my weights. And I'm like, wait, one nipple is down here and one is up. And it looks like I'm a deformed. Right. It
2: it, it just, it's horrible and really embarrassing. I wish I had that issue. Mine don't move. From the one spot they're in. They're there. They're stuck. But
1: That's good. They can yeah. just stay and they look like, you know, you have normal breasts. I look w- very strange. Like a, like a robot's <laughs> really I look funny. Like her. Yeah. Very like one, one is like at 90 degrees. No, that's the literally like what it's like. like one is up here and one Jeez. is down there. Yeah. It's very I told unattractive. you It's crossing. <laughs> it's crossing, exactly. Yeah.
3: Cross eyed nipples.
1: Very, very horrible. Now,
3: listen, we were talking about this uh, before we started the show um, yeah. about we got a question from a caller. Yeah. And it was about how. Men watching porn changes the way they interact with women. Absolutely. And I actually really agreed with that. And I wanted to talk to you girls about it. Yeah. Because I do, you know, I'm a dude, I'm addicted to porn. I probably watch it once a day and throw one crank in there too. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, that's how most guys are. Let's throw it out there. But now, we
4: would that- not I have been friends in high, high school. Up. We wouldn't have been friends in high school. <laughs> <laughs> because you
1: totally would have <laughs> yeah, you probably would have dated yeah we probably
3: No, we probably would know with a full together.
2: head of hair he would have grossed on. me out i'd be like oh mm, i don't know he's like, like this weird like foreign Pence brand
3: junior you would have loved <laughs> it <laughs> i actually slept with half my high school is awesome really yeah I
2: was was small, it was a very small it's a very small high school it's like two
1: people <laughs> it was about
3: 2,500 kids <laughs> wow
1: that's yeah. pretty good i'll put him work <laughs> stud
3: no but uh no but but it is very true i watch a lot of porn and it's like Caused me to have these fantasies where I'm always thinking about porn positions and I want to do these, like, I want to finish on her face or do well, all these I, I porno got... type of things. Yeah.
1: How is that I've had for a lot women? of guys write into me as well, and like really like break down how they actually view women now. Because it's like it's kind of like the movie you were just talking about. Is this this different sphere of reality that they're suddenly in, where they're like, okay, all women act like this. All women, you know, who who you know you you come to fix their computer, and suddenly they take their shirts off and they want to have sex. With you. Like that's the reality. So why doesn't this woman want it? She's difficult. I'm going to find a woman who does, or I'll go home and watch porn again. So um, and they would paint the picture of like how they would literally walk down the street looking at women and. And really, just like it's not even objectifying them; it's viewing them as objects, as as sexual objects. Which it's nice to be seen as a sexual being, but it's it's like they look past us when you're and just really whole, just essentially, the, the, the sexual just somewhere to put something yeah so i i think it does
2: skew your view obviously if you're watching it way too much basically Same thing with masturbating your view turns into marnie's nipples at the gym yeah exactly it really does like change things yeah
1: but i also <laughs> do think that that watching porn um, is healthy I think that like, even back to Mike and Holly, like being voyeuristic, I, I am a voyeur. I, I enjoy watching porn. Do I watch it every single day? No, but I probably watch it maybe like once every couple of months. And then like sometimes that is with my husband and sometimes it's not with my husband. Um, and I enjoy it because I think it's like sexy and interesting. But I think when you do start watching it every single day and that becomes your reality and your outlet instead of real human beings, uh,
2: it, it, I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think it changes the way that you view the world. Like it becomes like some people's my Seinfeld. Yeah. Like it's almost like the way they live their, like yeah. they live their life by it. it's screwed up. And you know, it's this fake world that doesn't really exist. I'm screwed up because yeah. I have this theory of like, everything should be like Seinfeld. It's the same, <laughs> same thing. Just mine's like not as sexually perverse, but, yeah. but just as strange. But I I totally hear what you're saying. Like even – I forget what
1: show it was that I was watching. But like I I would think in terms of whatever show I was really into at that time. Oh, how would like that character handle it or that's so what that person would do. Yeah, your brain does start to go in that direction to think in that way. Um, And like I'm not really sure – what to discuss for the man's playbook for today on this topic because i don't want to advise people to stop watching porn and i don't want to say people oh go watch porn i just think that when you use that as your primary outlet for your
2: um i don't even know for what for like your happiness that it can it can you up
3: yeah yeah
2: yeah well i just think everything in general has to be done in moderation yeah once you're not doing anything exercise Yeah. You know, eating too healthy, music, you know, just be like, I'm listening to the same song on repeat right now for the past three days. I feel insane. Yeah. It's a great song, but I need to move on. Yeah. Anything done over is just got to be, I think, I mean, I'm not... Awesome for the man's playbook, but I would just say anything in moderation is fine. Yeah. So take a step back, ask yourself if you're watching this too often, and if your perception has changed, go walk down the street and, yeah. and try to catch yourself thinking Ooh, something about a woman, and then say, okay, that doesn't feel healthy. I want to reevaluate the way that just went down. That's a really good. And then take a break from watching porn. Right. I do want to say one thing. Like I always take a break. I mean, uh, every I'd say I take at least a two week break every. From watch watching from porn, watching Seinfeld. There you go. Oh, my, yeah, you, my, don't watch, you, know. you don't
3: watch porn. Of yeah,
2: course I don't. Exactly. Well, then my boyfriend, I'll, you know, sometimes like whatever, and like all. Yeah, it. Does, it, does it bother you that he watches? porn? It kind of weirds me out. It
1: does weirds it weird you out. out that he like watches it once in a while, or is it weird like? Because I know that there's a lot of people who get girls who get really weirded out when their significant other is
2: like watches it a lot. I think that that would weird me out as well. Well, it's more like like what is. <laughs> What are you lack? Like, I mean, I know it's the answer is me, but I'm like, what are you lacking in your life that like, this is like what
1: you but turn that, to every morning? that's where our brains
2: go to. So just for
4: guys yeah.
1: who are listening, that's where women's brains go to. Exactly. What are we lacking in our sex and life you, that you want? Even though I that's will, not what
4: it
2: is. I, it and is, is he that's could say exactly everything. what it is. Yeah. He'll, is. He'll say everything we're I,
1: lacking, will, so. I, will, I
3: will stand up for men here. If I was getting it at home every which way, however I wanted it, and the woman was, and my girl was attacking me, I wouldn't. Turn to porn. Really? To but
2: I think the desire would still be there stuff. because I think men have a fascination with wa- with with watching women. Just in general, I, have a I think, with I think women. if you were completely satisfied, you'd still be watching it.
3: So is that cheating then? Because I am jerking off to another woman.
2: A lot of women consider that cheating. It's like I could eat grilled chicken. Every day and be completely full, but I still want to go for that Big Mac. And so it's the same thing with corn. Yeah. Like you could be totally satisfied because you're getting the right thing all the time. But you're like, but I can't. Like, need, let's try this. I need to dip into some sweet and sour sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
4: know.
1: I think right. I think we actually have David Boos on the phone, so we are going to uh, take, a break. Take, a break take a break for break. a little bit. One thing I do want to say, one more little thing about uh, porn, is that I on my website I have this blog called Three Myths About Porn because a lot of the things in porn are actually just done for the camera. So in reality, it's not safe to do them. They can actually like hurt people's backs, break their neck, whatever. So there's <laughs> that's things, why you see like old men porn. with neck braces, yeah, exactly, like <laughs> shit that didn't work. <laughs> but um, so a lot of things in porn are done for the camera and done for camera angles that shouldn't be done in reality. Reality. but after the break we are going to come back with david boost the author of the evolution of desire and i am so excited to talk to him so we'll talk to you in a bit <laughs>
0: This is an important announcement for anyone with a student loan who is having trouble making their monthly payments. If that's you, pay attention because there's a special toll free hotline that has been set up especially for you. So grab a pen and take this number down or put it in your cell phone 1 800 652 3707. That's 1 800 652 3707. When you call the National Student Loan Relief Hotline, you will get free information. That's free information to help you relieve the overwhelming financial burden of an ongoing end student loan. If you are behind, late on payments, or even in default of your student loan, the National Student Loan Relief Hotline can help you. You may also be able to cut your payments in half right away. The National Student Loan Relief Hotline can also stop the harassing phone calls, wage garnishments, and even remove tax liens. The National Student Loan Relief Partner Companies have helped thousands of people just like you fix their student loan problem. Call 1-800-652-3707 for free information today. That's 1-800-652- 3707. You know, we love hearing from you, so keep on sending those tweets and comments because we read every one of them. Your opinion is important. That's why we don't want you to miss the chance to take our listener survey at PodcastOne.com. You see, your responses will help us make this show the very best it can be. It's not a lot of effort because it'll only take you about three minutes, and you'll get the instant gratification that comes with knowing that you helped us get better. So do it now. Take the survey at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastONE.com. And don't forget, keep those tweets and comments coming. You're listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to the Ask Women Podcast. Um, If you're still doing holiday shopping, which I'm assuming you're men and you're behind the ball, um, specifically your own... Go to our uh, Amazon page. It's WinggirlMethod.com/Amazon, and there we have our holiday gift ideas. Yeah, and
4: they're really There's good ones. Really you pick good ones. Them. I
2: pick them. I have great taste. I'm you amazing. do. Amazing. If you guys want to send, send. I should send the link to my mom. To be Seriously. honest with you, because she never knows what to get me. I, so, honestly, you put some good things up there, thank so you. I was very impressed yeah. and happy that I did not have to do it. Yes, <laughs> I was like, damn, I have to do this, but I did a good job. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, do. I do that. But right now, um, we have uh, with us David Boost. Yes. David, are you there?
5: Yes, I'm here. Hey,
2: wonderful. Hi.
1: Welcome to the show. Thanks for being on. Thanks.
5: I assume this is Marnie.
1: This is Marnie. And then... This is Kristen.
3: And this is Mo, the voice of man.
2: No, he's not. There are three of us. David Boos is our voice of man currently.
1: Thank you so much for being on the show. I have been a very big fan of yours since um, Dr. Drew actually told me about you. I was on Loveline, and I asked him um, what the reasoning was behind cheating and he said oh you know what you have to read these books by david boos he's phenomenal i've interviewed him and so i picked up your book and i i've talked about the book probably like eight to ten times on our show and i keep promising our listeners we're going to do a whole episode on it but i was really just holding out to get you on the phone because i feel like you would explain it way better than i would
5: Okay, sounds good. Uh, I do pronounce my
2: name uh, bus. Oh, oh, see? I said shoot. that. Well, Dr. No, I'm blaming Dr. Drew on this one. He said boost. Damn it. He said boost. And I, so I was said like, bus, and they said, good. no, it's boost. All right, well, now I'm never taking advice yeah, from Dr. Drew. Again. That's a good I, thing. He shouldn't even have a clue Yeah, enough. that's a good thing that, can't,
1: that he can't hear you. Your mic should be muted <laughs> for the rest of this. But, David, I would love for you to explain um, just a little background about the research that you did and then some of your findings mainly pertaining to what women want versus what men want
5: sounds good in in long-term or short-term mating or both
1: for both i know that's a lot of information to ask you but um but let's talk short-term mating at first and then see see how how long that goes for and then we'll get into long-term mating Okay. I would just love for you to explain the research that you did and where you got these conclusions from because I know that you interviewed like thousands of people from all over the world, which I think is fascinating. So yeah, we'd, we'd love to hear about your process and then what the findings were.
5: Okay. Terrific. Well, um, basically, I do make a distinction in my work between long-term and short-term mating because what men and women want in a long-term mate differs to some degree compared to what they want in a short-term mate. Um, for the long term, mate, my, my study involved 37 different cultures uh, and more than 10,000 people from around the world.
2: I didn't even know there I'm, were 37 cultures in the world. <laughs> I'm very sheltered. <laughs> well,
5: they, thirty-seven, yeah, well, <laughs> cultures in a loose sense, um, of course, because there's cultural transmission and sharing between cultures. But these were pretty diverse. I mean, they range from... Um, you know, India, uh, Bangalore, India, to mainland China, to Brazil, Venezuela, to, you know, practically every European country, and and then, of course, Hawaii, which I insisted on testing personally.
4: (laughs) Of Uh, course.
5: But, um, But basically, so I can summarize what we found in in this uh, 37 culture study pretty succinctly. We found some things that were universally valued. What we were interested in is what do people want in a spouse or a marriage partner or a long-term committed mate? And we found three clusters of findings. One is uh, what men and women universally wanted, and there were no sex differences. So things like uh, mutual attraction, love... Um, good health, kindness, uh, intelligence, these were things that both men and women universally wanted. We found something that were highly variable across cultures and the desires minimum and women, uh, placed on them, and the, the most variable across culture was virginity, hmm. uh, where we found in places like Iran and mainland China, both sexes placed a tremendous value on virginity, whereas you go to, for example, the Scandinavian countries like Sweden and Norway, and they not only don't value it; they find it somewhat undesirable.
4: Really, in
5: uh, in a, a long term mate. Understandable. And so there's a lot of cross cultural variability on virginity,
2: especially if they're going to be a virgin long term. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that's right. It interacts, of course, with age. I mean, so being a virgin when you're 15 is not the same as being a virgin when you're 35. Right. Uh, but then we found these two really interesting clusters of sex differences and. The big surprise was how universal they were, and the differences were that um, women more than men valued what I call the resource cluster. So these were things like good job prospects, good financial prospects, as well as the qualities that lead to resources over time. So these are things like, does a guy have ambition? Does he have drive? Is he a hard worker? Uh, intelligence, of course, is important because intelligence is linked with resource acquisition. And then very importantly, social status. Women are very keyed in in on social status, both in long-term and in short-term mating. And then on the flip side, what did men value more than women universally? Basically, uh, physical appearance, uh, physical attractiveness, and then also relative youth. That is, a woman who is uh, a few years younger than he is uh, and so these were these were universal, and, and they may not seem so surprising in this day and age that these that these sex differences exist. But at the time, uh, people believed that these sex differences were just um, superficial, culturally determined differences that appear perhaps in American or capitalist societies, but but would not be found universally. And the fact is that these these are universal mate preferences and. And that's what my study documented.
1: Yeah. Well, that's Um, the part that I uh, found so fascinating, that it was universal um, and that it wasn't just the United States or, you know, like Western cultures who who value sparkly things.
5: Yeah. And I was surprised at that as well. I mean, I expected some cross-cultural consistency, but I didn't expect it to occur in every single culture that we looked at. And, And since then, it's been replicated in a dozen other cultures. So I mean, even the very, very traditional cultures where, where the quote resources are things like, is the guy a good hunter? You know, is he a reliable provisioner of right. of, um, of meat, uh, as opposed to you know having a good job or bringing in a, a, a large paycheck.
2: Well, because but, oh, sorry. Because you said um, one of the uh, things men were looking for is looks, uh, physical attractiveness. Does this mean that, like evolutionary wise there's really not much hope for long term relationships in reality? If you're on honored well if you get older and you start to lose your looks, et cetera.
5: Yeah. Well, no, I I don't think it yes. has that <laughs> conclusion. I mean I think there there is if you look cross culturally, people do switch mates sometimes. So it's so a divorce and remating it is a cross culturally universal. But some but some um do mate for for life and from an evolutionary perspective, you know, the, you, you want—I mean, job one, so to speak—is you want to pick a partner who's who's fertile, um, and and so aspects of physical appearance, basically cues to health and cues to youth, are powerful cues to fertility. Mm-hmm. But after a couple get together, after a man and woman get together, they produce children. Then they have a tremendous shared interest from an evolutionary perspective. Because their children represent the shared vehicles that that transport their genes to future generations. Of course, people don't think about this consciously, and or even unconsciously. You know, we just did any more than we when we put food in our mouth and we, it tastes good. We don't think about the the evolutionary nutritive logic right. of, of these calories. Is, um, but we're but we're just operating off of our evolved mating psychology. Is it true? And. and I'm,
2: yeah. s- I'm sorry. Is it true we were talking about the be- at the beginning of the show, and and people have this conversation all the time? But men always use the excuse that they were taught, you know, evol- evolutionary wise, they're supposed to spread their seed. Yes. Is there truth to that, where they need several mates all the time? Well,
5: <laughs> there's a no, no. There, there's a distinction that has to be made between desire and the, the expression of desire in behavior. And so, um, it, it is true that men do have an evolved desire for, uh, for what's called sexual variety, meaning a variety of different partners. Um, but, uh, but women do too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, men, men aren't the only right. ones. And the issue is if you're in a long-term relationship, whether you act on the, on those desires. So, uh, the Jimmy Carter, former President Carter, had that famous phrase that he had experienced lust in his heart. But as far as we know, he never cheated on his on his wife. And I've even heard men who who describe when when they read my book, The Evolution of Desire, and they realize that men do have and they have this evolved desire for sexual variety, some say that it helps them to remain more faithful to their girlfriend right. or wife. Because when they find themselves attracted to other people, as we all do, they they say to themselves, Well oh, that's my evolved desire for sexual variety. It doesn't mean I don't love my girlfriend or wife anymore. It, it's just, those are two separate mechanisms.
1: So it's being conscious so of it. I, that's interesting.
5: Yeah, I, and I think just knowledge, deeper knowledge of our evolved mating psychology and what it was designed to do gives us greater hope for um, for controlling. And that's why I make this critical distinction between what we desire and how we express that in behavior, just like you may desire, if you're on a diet, you may desire to have right. three bowls of ice cream, but you override that desire by uh, a different desire. You want to remain healthy and you want to lose weight. So would you? So s- we have a lot long- Sorry,
2: I'm sorry. Would you? So would you say that it's okay for people to have thought, be in a relationship, and have thoughts of other people, or should they? Is it okay to not feel guilty about that? Yes,
5: okay. I, I think it is because yep. I think it's naive. It's not course pers- I mean, in the in the early stages. Of infatuation and and love. People, you know, do only have eyes for you, so to speak. When you're in that phase, you, do, you don't notice other people. But that, that state is you can't sustain that for more than about six months or so. And after about six months of a relationship, both men and women sometimes experience attraction to other people. And I think it's a perfectly natural thing. As a matter of fact, I think for both sexes, we have evolved adaptations to do precisely that because you know um, something could always go wrong you know right. people break up uh, your partner could run off your partner could get diseased and oh. die or get killed in a hunting accident and so something could always go wrong so it, it pays to you are from Texas be, right. a, be mm-hmm. aware mm-hmm. of potential alternatives
4: now
3: let me ask you a question here and I know this is a one-sided egotistical man point of view that I have. But I say it's okay when a man cheats only because men, when men we cheat, we will have sex with a woman purely based off of how they look. I don't need to talk to her. I don't need to know her. I will just have sex with her based off her body, her face, and that's it. And I will have no emotional connection to this woman whatsoever. She is dead to me. Whereas a woman... <laughs> will cheat on a guy, but I feel like there is more of a emotional connection involved before she actually opens herself to another man. Can you speak well, on that?
5: It, yes, I can. And you're right that overall, there is a sex difference in that men find it easier to have sex without any emotional involvement whatsoever. Um, and women typically are require some kind of emotional or psychological involvement and typically get involved with those that they have sex with. So there is an on average sex difference. However, I wouldn't therefore draw the conclusion that if you're in a, <laughs> a long-term committed relationship, therefore it's okay to cheat uh, sexually because it, because the problem is that is that it's the leading cause of breakups. Right, yeah. Uh, and so even though the, the uh, sex per se is not necessarily um, damaging from the man's point of view, uh, it can jeopardize trust in the relationship. And the fact is, men too, just like women, sometimes fall in love with those that they have sex with. And so it's a tremendous threat to the relationship. Uh, So I I would say if I had any advice, I mean, if you're in a long-term committed relationship, uh, don't cheat. Uh, He was looking for your permission.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, can I ask a question? I don't know if you know the answer to this, but for people who have been cheated on, what What is a helpful way for them to get over it, to allow themselves to trust again? I know that's a big question, but I, I, you might have
5: yeah, a, an answer that, for
1: it in your findings.
5: That, that is a big question, and, and there is a bit of a sex difference there as well that, that, that mirrors the issues that we were just talking about, and that is um, there's a, a former graduate student of mine who's now a professor. He just published a paper that was an analysis of this uh, reality show called the che- called cheaters. Oh. And what he found yeah. is that when people discover that their partner has cheated on them, there's a big sex difference in what he called jealous interrogations. And women want to know, do you love her? That's the first thing they want to know. And men want to know, did you have sex with them? Yeah. And so and so if it's just a sexual thing like a one-time drunken encounter that the guy engaged in it's easier for a woman to forgive the guy and for them to get back to a healthy place in the relationship uh, and similarly it, if the woman um, uh, uh, is uh, is not in love with the guy um, then I'm sorry if the man is not in love with the guy then it's easier to get back to a trusting relationship so there's a there's a sex difference Again, with men focusing on the sexual aspects of the infidelity and women focusing on the emotional aspects of the infidelity, because it's those emotional aspects that are the most threatening in terms of the long-term defection from the relationship. But I would say that because the two are correlated with each other, both sexual and emotional infidelity are extremely threatening to committed relationships. And if you look cross culturally, we have evidence that infidelity and infertility are the two biggest causes of breakup.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure it affects future relationships as well, right? Like their next potential relationship afterwards. I'm
2: I'm curious. I'm curious about. um, Do you did you guys um, discover anything about like guilt um, in terms of like religious sexual type of guilt or you know um well actually i have, I have a question to add on top of what's the reason why people cheat
1: because i think that that sort of fits into what you're asking why yeah. do people well, cheat why do men and women cheat
5: well there are a few reasons and um i mean multiple reasons and again they're somewhat sex differentiated um men are more likely to cheat just if the opportunity presents itself and it's low cost and low risk low risk Low risk of getting caught. That is, and if there's a, a an opportunity, um, women are more likely to cheat if they are emotionally or sexually unhappy with a relationship. And and it it may seem obvious that that's the case. That if you're unhappy with a relationship, sexually and emotionally, you're more likely to cheat. But the fact is that men, men can cheat even if they're perfectly happy with a relationship. Mm-hmm. So there's a there is a bit of a sex difference there, and I think that the in, in my research the primary motivation for women to have affairs is because they're in a relationship that is not working and they're looking to see if they can do better out there on the mating market or they meet someone who is, is another potential mate and think that they can might be able to trade out.
4: Okay.
5: Um and yeah. Well,
3: now that I feel like that's a very primal uh yeah. Primal way of living, you know. If if we look at groups of animals, don't they sort of live by the same social hierarchies or or social norms that you're describing here that humans live by?
5: Well, I mean, it's all species are very are different, and Mm -hmm. and, um, every every species has a somewhat different mating system. And so, even if you look at chimpanzees, who are our closest primate relative, they don't they have a very different mating system where basically they mate. They have sex when the female comes into estrus, uh, whereas we have relatively concealed ovulation, and we have sex throughout the ovulation cycle. Right. Uh, and we we have long term committed relationships. Chimps don't. They just basically have short term mating during that brief window of, of estrus. So so I would be a little bit leery of drawing generalizations from from other animals just because we're unlike all other animals and. All, and so it depends on, you know, which species you want to compare it to. Right. Compare us to where we're actually somewhat more like um, bird species than we are like other primate species. Mm-hmm. And the birds also form long-term committed relationships and do joint child rearing and so forth, but also have a certain percentage of infidelity.
1: Okay. I have a question based on... Um, your first findings that we discussed, not about the cheating stuff. So um, I, I would love to to paint a picture for the people who are listening. When you talked about, you know, what women are attracted to, because you said
2: uh, status, uh, pro- proactiveness. It actually amazes me, though, because so many people who are low class... Have so many babies that they're not, it just seems like they're not looking, you know what I mean? It's kind of like that. I don't know. Well, they can't all trash. day
3: ball players, okay?
2: <laughs> no, true. but I, so,
1: so I guess when I, when I read the book, um, and I said this to, to Drew as well, and I was like, oh, the only thing I don't like is that some people are going to read this book and think, oh my God, I have to be rich, have amazing abs, and drive a Bentley. Um, but that's uh-huh. not at all what your. You're saying so. I would love to paint a, a, a broader picture for the people that are listening on things that they can do to be proactive to display these attributes and characteristics to women, n- no matter what you know position they are in life.
5: Yes. Well, I, I think there's a uh, it's a great question, and and it's important to separate two aspects of this question. One is um, one is the resource provisioning aspect. Uh, and so it's not, it's not so much whether the guy has a Bentley or whether he has a, a large wad of cash in his wallet, but does he have the, the personality qualities that lead to reliable resource provisioning? Uh, and so things like being mo- emotionally stable, uh, being dependable as opposed to being erratic or impulsive or flighty or, uh, or not a good worker. Um uh, so, those are some things that are under men's control. But also, I mean, women look for, you know, does the guy have goals? Does he have drive? Does he have a clear sense of where he's going in life? Or is he just wandering and, and aimless? That's also something that men can have control over. Uh, and then there are other things, um, kind of smaller things, that, that may seem small to men, but I think that do loom large in women's Mating psychology, and those are things like um, good hygiene. Yeah, you know, does he is, does he take care of himself? Is he is he well groomed? Uh, does he does he make sure he's he's clean, or is he or is he sloppy? Does he forget to take a shower, or is his, you know etc. So um, those things. I mean, just as an example, um, women, and this is some work that I'm working on right now on uh, an emotion that we call uh, sexual disgust. That, that women have
4: experienced
5: that um, yeah, <laughs> or, or yeah or, here women are simply more turned off by all those bad hygiene things than, yeah. than men are, and so men are often oblivious so, so like a bunch of guys living together think you know the bathroom gets filthy and you know they don't attend to that stuff, whereas most women would be just grossed out by that.
4: Uh, why why so, is that?
1: Sorry to interrupt you, but wh- why is it? Because we've talked about that on our, our show before. Why is it that we're turned off by the opposites to everything you've just stated?
5: I, I think that, um, that the reason for the sex difference is that, is that women, from an evolutionary point of view, the threat of uh, basically it's, its pathogen or disease in, in, infection mm. um, is, is, a, is a double threat for women. Uh, that is they risk not only um, contracting it but also passing it on to their children plus uh, they've shown this with sexually transmitted diseases that that if you have sex with someone who has a sexually transmitted disease a woman is more likely to contract that from a man than a man is from a woman just because of the nature of our our reproductive organs right so um, and so that so the dangers are are simply higher for women of having sex with some of somebody who is uh, ha- potential carrier of pathogens.
1: That's interesting. I, okay, I, I could probably ask you a million questions, and I would love to keep you on the phone for four more hours. But um, we have a, a segment that's called Analyze This. And, again, people should go out and buy David's book because it is fantastic. It is The Evolution of Desire. It's on Amazon. I'll actually have a link to it. It's winggirlmethod.com slash evolution. Can you hopefully you, people can spell that? Um, but yeah, WingGirlMethod.com/slash/evolution, <laughs> and that's where uh, David's book will be, in, and it's just it's just fantastic. But um, I want to get to some questions for analyze this, and I hope that you can stick around and have time to answer some of the questions that we have from our listeners. Absolutely. Okay, wonderful. So here is a question I have. Um, Okay. Hope you are doing good. I have this question in my mind and would like to share with you. I have noticed that girls tend to be very moody. One moment they are speaking... Uh, and the other, they are completely on a different track. Oh, sp- speaking and being very nice, and the and then next minute they're on a completely different track. Also, what I believe is that speaking to a new girl requires lots of courage and approaching, uh, being the most important step. Okay, forget that part. The the main question is why are girls moody? Why do girls get moody?
5: Well, um, I I think that 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 is a, it's a great question and a complicated one, <laughs> and I don't think there's a simple answer to it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so even in, in things like uh, uh, attraction, a woman's attraction to a man is dependent on so many different things. So it, uh, there are a whole host of studies that that I summarized in, in my book, The Evolution of Desire, uh, that look at things like, how is the guy dressed? And so women will find a guy who is dressed you know, in nice clothes, more attractive than a guy who's, say, dressed in a, a Burger King outfit. Right. Um, uh, <laughs> On the weekends, he, not
1: even at Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah.
5: Exactly. Strange. Yeah. Uh, is, is he, um, uh, you know, interacting positively with a puppy or with a baby, or is he ignoring a baby who's in distress or or being mean to uh, a pet? uh, uh you know what what is the stage of her menstrual cycle
4: right
5: uh, there are all kind of, women are sensitive to and their their attraction to a man is sensitive to so many variables whereas men's attraction to a woman is is simply less sensitive to these circumstances and contexts uh, and so and, and and so what you have to do is look at all the different variables um uh, and women are just their mating psychology is more complicated than that of men.
2: It really is. Uh, I, I had an experience a couple nights ago um, that is exactly, essentially, what you just explained, minus the Burger King outfit. But um, <laughs> my boyfriend and I got a Christmas tree, and he, I'm probably going to be menstruating at some point soon, <laughs> and we, and he couldn't get the tree to stand straight in the stand. And he just said, that's fine. It's fine. It looks fine. And it really bothered me. (laughs) It, It bothered me on a level of like, well, obviously I want the tree to look not ridiculous, but also that I wanted him to be, quote unquote, a man and actually take the time to do something correct and right. And I would have found that very attractive. So as the night progressed, I started to get moody at little things that he was doing because it all started to add up like you're not you're not. Not man. Um, you're not adding up. You're not you're not being sufficient. And so then something happened and it just set me off. And I was in a very bad mood from that point on. Yeah, I have that, too. Actually, and I got very moody. And it's like I don't want to blame him. But at the same time, um, there are expectations that women have for men. And then if they're not met, sometimes the woman, it can just hit her the completely wrong way, even if yes. it's the smallest thing.
5: Right.
2: It's it sounds right. so unfair and- for men, though. Sorry? It sounds so unfair for men. So how,
1: how do men combat this? Because it well, sounds well, like they walk, walk on eggshells all the time. But the tree and yeah, straight. That's, that's, that's a good yeah.
5: question. And I, th- I think part of it is just understanding each other's um, psychology, including mating psychology, and understanding that it, that it is different. Um, you know, um, men, it's, it's actually one of the uh, most frequent complaints in my studies of couples. One of the most frequent complaints by men is that their partners are moody. Um, and one of women's most frequent complaints uh, is that guys are, are uh, emotionally not in touch with their emotions and are emotionally insensitive. And, and so I think that, uh, you know, um, women are more emotional or emotionally expressive in both good and bad ways. You know, so on the good side, they're more in touch with their feelings uh, express them more and are more sensitive to more contextual variables um, and on the, the negative side it can sometimes come off as as being excessively moody or the guy says hello and then she blows up at him and he doesn't know why he doesn't know that there in fact was this long history of cumulative events leading to this
4: oh no
2: do we lose him Okay, he's going to come back on the phone. But that was really... I I could listen to him talk for hours. He's got a good voice. Well, I I actually want to ask him about if he has children and at what point he started educating them. Yeah. I mean, they must be the most comfortable sexual beings in the entire world. Yeah, for sure. Because as of my family, we never mentioned it. I'm like, oh, my dad is... Even and my dad was a professor of biology or a teacher of really? biology, not a professor. He's still not a professor. I don't know how to say that.
1: But still, no, but it's, it is really interesting because when I do hear this, because I'm the exact same way, I have like little things that will set me off. And, and just like for me, when I look at my husband, sometimes I'm like, oh, that was not masculine. And then right. and then he he knows how to sway it back. But when he is working a lot and he is really tired and doesn't have time to give me as much, and he shouldn't because he's working his ass off. um, he doesn't have time to balance it out and it becomes like this longer tension for yeah. us and the moodiness sticks yeah. and it's, it's difficult. Hello. Oh, you're back! I'm sorry we lost you, but th- that was that, yeah. was that was a fantastic answer. So, so very helpful. I have one more question, and then we are going to wrap things up. But you have been uh, fantastic, honestly. Um, and we were just talking about how sexy your voice is. So, just letting you know that. Um, <laughs> okay, so need some advice. My girlfriend doesn't mind doing most stuff, but she's completely scared or something of sex. I can't figure it out what it is because I don't know how to read people. She says stuff like "I'm afraid of getting pregnant." Easy solution. But then she says that if um, it happens, it could never be classified as a mistake what is going through her head would love some help ivan
5: well i i don't know if i there's quite enough information to to really provide a coherent answer to that but um sometimes sorry
1: i was gonna say well maybe providing ivan with some direction on what he could do to help get more information out of his girlfriend
5: well, one thing might be, you know, is she um, doing what I call pinging? That is, is she testing him to see whether, you know, he's committed enough to want to have a kid?
1: Yeah.
5: Um, you know, how, do we know how long they've been together?
1: No. I know. they don't get, We tell them to be concise, and then they don't give enough information. So, no, we don't have that yeah. information.
5: Yeah. But uh, I don't know if, if in terms of um, – sexual responsiveness and sexual exploration that's um you know i I would say take things one step at a time you know don't start out you know bringing out the the whips and chains and chandeliers (laughs) that you know um that's beginner
4: level
2: (laughs) (laughs) well i i will speak to that um and the question again was basically, she's not having sex, and she's, she's scared it. of sex, and she's giving excuses as I, to why. I am very much the same way, and that's kind of what I was trying to get at the question earlier that I had about guilt. I grew up um, Catholic; we never talked about sexuality. I looked at it; it was something weird, you know. It made me uncomfortable. It gave me like this, you know. I was like, ooh, it grossed me out. Um, and now, and then it scares me altogether. And I'm 30 years old, and it's like pretty pathetic. Um, what is a cause for that, and why, and how can someone get over it and start to get comfortable?
5: Well, well, that's a great question. And, um, You know, there, and I mean, in terms of the sexual sexuality, it really gets classified into different subsets of issues. You know, one has to do with you know guilt. Uh, that you mentioned, you know, in childhood upbringing and, and um, for various forms of religious indoctrination. So that's one set of things. But another set of things has to do with sexual desire. Uh, and there are just individual differences in, in desire, there are individual differences in, in ease of sexual arousal, and there are individual differences in um, ease of orgasm. Uh, and so the first thing I think is to locate. You know, where the problem is, is it a guilt issue or is it a problem of low sexual desire or is it a problem of um, difficulty in having sexual arousal or or orgasm? And sort of the the prescriptions for what you do about these things depend on what what the underlying Mm -hmm. cause of the um, lack of interest in sex is.
2: Right. I've always just said, like, it's just me. That's just who I am. Well, but you, there's you should obviously look more into up. it a little bit more
1: and dig deeper and figure out where it does come from rather than just sort of like shoving yeah. it to But in side. a way,
2: I'm okay with just like letting it be. It's like well, that's who I am, and I move on. You know, I don't know. I'll find a hobby. One
1: final question I do want to ask you is, is actually yeah. about about the moodiness, and you may not have an answer for this. Um, But it's for men and for women. So when this moodiness moodiness does occur in women, where you know they look at a man and they're like, "You're not masculine enough," or "You're not doing something right now," which triggers moodiness. What is one thing that a man can do to help this, and what is one thing that a woman can do to calm this?
5: Hmm. Well, um, I don't know. I guess from the guy's perspective, um, just being sensitive to her uh, and realizing that often she's not necessarily responding to the immediately preceding event, um, but that there might be a longer history of of this sort of thing and just waiting it out. You know, well, what can I what can I do? I need to make you feel better. Um, sorry I irritated you. What can I do to make you feel better? Um, what a woman can do is maybe realize that uh, from a guy's perspective, sometimes this that seems irrational because it's not connected to the immediate you know, causal event. Around it to a longer history of these things.
2: But yeah, it makes you feel, it feels really rational to you. Yeah, you're just like, come on, dude, like step it up. It's funny because
1: I I would say that for men, what they could do actually is they could read your book and then look at the characteristics and attributes that you've listed as being very attractive to women and then find some way to display one of those attributes to her. Because for me, if I were to see one of those attributes in the moment, in the moment, in the moment that I was moody, um, that would restore my faith in the man that's sitting in front of me who I have selected cuz typically when i'm moody yes it's hormonal sometimes but typically when i'm moody it's because i haven't seen displays of those attributes for a, a, a short period of time possibly a long period of time um and that's where the moodiness and disappointment comes from to be honest uh and i you know like as women we we kind of like we subtly say step it up to show us these things but it's kind of hard to also say like come on step it up and do something to show me you're still that guy so I I would say yeah. to, to look at those attributes and just like learn how to display them in, in a moment's notice and you could actually I think that would win me over to be honest and I think for yeah. women um, I think it's just being really conscious of the fact of why you're why you are being moody uh, and then maybe have a list of 10 things of why that man is amazing. Um, And then maybe when you are more calm, you can have a conversation with him about things that you may need in the relationship to see that there's still some connection and love there.
5: Yeah, I think that's a great set of suggestions. And I mean, in a way, I I talk about those in the last chapter of the evolution of desire under the topic of, of fulfillment of desire, you know, how, what can you do to fulfill the desires that your partner has? And it's precisely what you mentioned, you know, displaying those attributes that are desired.
1: Awesome. So we're on the same page because I didn't read that last chapter. <laughs> so I didn't cheat. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, David, so thank you so much for being on this show. I, again, I could talk to you for hours, but everybody who is listening to this call, please pick up a copy of David's book. It's winggirlmethod.com slash evolution. His book is called The Evolution of Desire, and it is amazing. I, I think it, it it's such an insightful book about uh both sexes and just like the, the behaviors of
2: people from all over the world and it's just fascinating. But again, oh, oh, yeah. I'm so oh, what, sorry. I, I did want to ask one really quick question. Oh, one last quick question. <laughs> um, would you say after doing all your research across all different cultures that that interracial or intercultural relationships work or are they, you know, a lost cause?
5: Yeah they they're they're working more and more in the modern times, um, but they are difficult um so if you have differences in, in oh, that's good. Religion, this my husband uh, differences in world views differences in cultures uh even differences in mar- marriage systems these pose more difficulties so the breakup rates are are higher
1: yeah. I just listed everything um, but, that my husband and I have that are different from one another <laughs> except for
5: but, but the marriage yeah side. But they are increasingly working and they're increasingly common. So um, love can sometimes triumph.
4: I love that. That's, see, that's a great way Very to Very sweet.
1: Again, wingirlmethod.com slash evolution. David, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you to everybody listening to the show. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday. So please download them. Or I think some people automatically it downloads for you. We'll subscribe. Yeah, exactly. and subscribe, definitely. Um, and then you can download that at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. And also go check out our gift guide, wingirlmethod.com slash Amazon. Kristen put together an amazing list of gifts to get for any woman in your life, whether it's your wife, your girlfriend, your daughter, your mother, your sister, any woman in your life, there's a gift for her there. And we will see you next week. Yeah. See you then.